0: It's finally here. Bigger, faster, stronger. It's time to put on the pads. Faster, quicker, more agile. And make some noise.
1: You got it. Hit, hit, hit. Oh,
0: defending AFC south champion houston texans are back for training camp
1: 15 yard touchdown
0: run for deshaun watson welcome to texans training camp live your sideline pass to everything that's going on with your houston texans texans training camp live is presented by xfinity and by geico and papa john's houston now let's go down to the houston methodist training center here are your hosts mark vandermeer and john harris
2: bright blue sky heat and humidity kicking in here at the houston methodist training center mark vandermeer john harris with you as we continue with texans training camp coverage right near the field about 15 yards away from the sideline of field one here we are as the team will practice outdoors today no pads today But plenty of action as they get ready. We are inside three weeks to go until the Texans take on the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL kickoff game. The league opener, it will go down at Arrowhead Stadium. Fans are supposed to be there. That's what they're hanging on to right now in Kansas City, and let's hope that continues. Around the league, a lot of teams have said no fans early going. The Texans in game one, that'll be the September 20th date against the Baltimore Ravens. Seattle said first three games, no fans. Vikings opener with the Packers, no fans, but we'll see. You got to hope that somehow, some way, we get fans in here sooner rather than later all around the National Football League. And, Johnny, good morning. Here we go. The matter at hand, preparing the football team for battle. So far, so good here at Texans camp. I got to say that the ramp up looks good. As far as what people have that we know about anyway, it looks like they're staying relatively, knock wood, knock whatever you can, injury free. And I would say after a full week of us covering these practices, things are headed in the right direction.
3: You know, it's interesting because I thought about this coming into this camp. It's like all this COVID stuff had taken over. So, oh, man, we want to know who all is testing positive for COVID. So you got like that aspect, and then you get into practice, and you're like, "Oh crap, man! I gotta keep in mind who gets injured in practice." And yeah. So it's like you got it coming from from both sides, and the, the Texans can avoid both. And I think that the I think the teams that can avoid both, if they're, it, it, let's say there are 16 teams, I don't know, that can avoid both of those, a really stark injury bug, and can avoid COVID. I think those are gonna be the teams at the end of this that are gonna end up sitting pretty in the playoff situation. I think back to Jacksonville in twenty seventeen. And I don't wanna take away anything from Jacksonville, just what they did in twenty seventeen. But they didn't get hurt. They you didn't get anybody point.
4: hurt. Yeah. Nobody were, was
3: hurt. The yeah. whole the defense lost Telvin Smith for I think two games. They lost Fournette for a couple of games and Cam Robinson for a game. And that was it of the all twenty two of the twenty two starters those are the only three that missed any games
2: that year and they went to the AFC championship went to game. The AFC
3: championship game and could I mean, have should have yeah. won it yeah should have won it yeah so you you stay healthy relatively speaking you got a shot I mean that, I know that sounds weird doesn't mean you can't practice doesn't mean you can't you know play hard in games and things like that but there's a modicum of luck that goes into all this as well
2: yeah well Justin Reed he hasn't been lucky he's been good. Uh, lucky would be I didn't have my shoulder injured all last season and I was able to play well. But he did have his shoulder hurt all last season and was able to play well despite that. And this camp, he loves to practice. I mean, we talk about guys who enjoy the competition on the practice field. Some players don't, and I get that. Some players love it. He's one of them. And I had a chance to catch up with him afterwards yesterday and asked him about some things I was curious about. All right. Tell me, what is more satisfying to you for a third down stop: big hit or pass breakup? Not a pick, but a pass breakup or a big hit. Which one do you like better?
5: Big hit. Of course, you got to establish. You got to, you know, we want to, we want to bring back the house of pain. You know, that's what this building used to be known for—is a house of pain. We want to bring back the house of pain. So, a big hit. You know, holding up the hand fourth down and better yet, a big hit and the ball pop in the air and then someone still pick it.
2: <laughs> That's uh, the best I don't want to talk about last year, but the hit you had at the goal line in Nashville was just such a huge play. So that level of satisfaction, knowing what it resulted in versus, say, the pick six against Washington the year before, how do you weigh
5: those? Ooh. If Whitney would have scored, I would have <laughs> said the Nashville play for 100%. but they're both, they're both, you know, two of my favorite players from my career.
2: What is your routine like during camp? When you get up, get into the facility, do you eat the same thing every day? Do you do the same things? Do you mix it up? Do you listen to the same music? How do you handle your day-to-day routine?
5: Oh, yeah. um, I think a lot of it is about consistently and having that routine set. So for me, I wake up, I eat the same thing every morning. I eat like two pancakes, some eggs, Um, One bottle of orange juice, a bottle of water, and uh, also a bottle of um, pineapple, I mean, coconut water, just pineapple flavor, you know, super hydrating, good for you. Um, Coming to the building, the music's always different every day. Um, We got DJ TA and DJ AJ on the beat, you know, and they like, they do a good job switching it up with the flow. Um, And then after that, you know, go into the bubble, uh, stretch a little bit, we roll out on the PVC, and then it's go time, you know, and just staying consistent. You know, so it's like I'm preparing for a game every practice.
2: Well, go time has been in the Houston heat. And I know you grew up in an area where there's some heat, but you played college ball, in the cooler temperatures. How has practice been for you here in Houston over the years? Do you handle it any differently? Does it feel easier yeah. than it used to? How is that?
5: Um, Definitely got to make sure my salt levels are higher than whenever I was playing in California. Um, I'm no stranger to the heat growing up from Louisiana, um, but one of the things I've done to maintain myself during these these hot days we're out of practice is drink a ton of electrolytes. That's where the pineapple water comes in, and also the trainers have these electrolyte bottles with water in it, or, uh, water with electrolytes in it, um, and I'll kill like three or four of those during the course of the practice. Um, and at that point, you know, it's, it's just like growing up; it's not too bad. All
2: right, so you worked out in the off season in Arizona and now you're here, settle the age-old debate for us. Which heat is worse, Houston or Arizona?
5: Ah, uh, uh, that's a great question. I think a lot of it depends on kind of what you're looking for. I would say Houston in the sense that as soon as you walk outside, you're going to sweat. Right. You're going to sweat. Your clothes are going to get drenched. You know what I mean? Even if you walk outside at night. Arizona, you walk out, and it's a dry heat. It's much nicer to go swimming in. Um, but also if you're going out there in the middle of the day, it feels like you're sitting in the oven. Um, (laughs) if I had to pick one, I'm so used to humidity from Louisiana Mm -hmm. that I would say that Arizona is just a little bit different for me. Um, but I'm pretty sure most people would say that the humidity is a killer. All right. So you have some new
2: faces and some of the faces in the defensive backfield you got on the team as last year progressed. And since you were a rookie, there's, there's been some change here in, with the dbs in the db room so what's yeah, it, the like the last developing one left. chemistry yeah you're the last guy <laughs> so how is it developing <laughs> that chemistry with these guys how's that going
5: um it's been really easy actually i mean and i think that's what happens when you have a bunch of good guys in a room that love football mm-hmm. it's been easy to get along with them um we hang out outside of the building too you know in a proper way um and it's just been just building that that, that collective unit you know a, a bond between each other you know your teammates better you'll play harder for each other I'm off the field. I'm a big believer in that as far as chemistry. So these guys are a great group. We come to work. We work hard every day. That communication's been great. So I've just been excited about getting to know all of them. Justin, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck. Appreciate you. Have a good one. All
2: right, that's Justin Reed. We have a lot to unpack with that interview, Johnny. First of all, uh, as you may have heard, and I know you've heard by now, with everybody Zooming, and anytime you play back a Zoom or you're on a Zoom call, everybody's had this phenomenon occur where words get elongated. So why do you think? You know what I'm talking about, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. You know, if your connection is a little yeah, and Zoom little is walking. trying to hang in there. Like <laughs> I'm trying to hang in there, the technology. Yeah. And it's funny how it doesn't just drop, but it'll it'll elongate certain words. Yeah. And it's just that way, all right? We're all living in that world right now, and if Wi-Fi is a little shaky, uh, I guess I had a shaky connection yesterday. Um, confession, I actually did that interview from my 2020 Hyundai Santa Fe from your Houston-area Hyundai dealers, RonCarterHyundai.com, because... Uh, because it was just a transportation thing, blah blah blah, you know, and and the interview got delayed, so I I figured it would work out pretty well. It worked out all right, but yeah. it's funny how the Zoom technology plays with your uh, your interviews and your meetings. I mean, yeah. everybody's having this go on for them.
3: Yeah, no doubt. You hear that in, in everything. You can hear it on Hard Knocks when they show a video of the Hard Knocks meetings. I mean, it happens, yeah. it happens to everybody. It does. It gets a long. game. You know, you have that, uh, which brings up the uh, question I had. Where is the strangest place you've done a Zoom meeting?
2: (laughs) That's got to be it. I mean, a Zoom interview. There, yeah, a Zoom interview. I've done. I've done a couple of meetings in the car, driving, and we did one. You did one in the car. Yeah, you're better than me. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. One in the bathroom. No. Please, no. I needed it to be quiet. It was not quiet. So when the ba- er- the bathroom's the most
3: quiet place in the house.
2: Early on, well, oh, I see. You were just like camped out in there because yeah. you needed an isolated room. It wasn't right. like you had things to do in there. Okay. Well, I
3: mean, I, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. maybe. Make sure you're on mute. Remember, early on in COVID, there was that viral video of the girl who oh. took the phone with her into the bathroom and uh, <laughs> and everybody, everybody reacted. That thing went around. Another thing that Justin said is, we want this to be the House of Pain. This building used to be known. Now, look, history, and this is way before he was born. The House of Pain was obviously the Astrodome with the Houston Oilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like that. I would love – I think the, the guys who played for the Oilers would be happy if the defense earned that nickname again and would allow them to use it. Now, I can't speak for them. This is just a theory I have. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts.
3: Yeah, I think so. I, I, when he referenced it, I was actually sitting off to the corner listening to both of you as I was working on Harris hit. So I was listening to the interview. Uh, but I happened to look up when he was answering that question. You could see kind of in his eyes like, yeah, this is, this is the way we want to be defensively. And, you know, there are some people that sometimes I can get this way. You know, some people that kind of scoff at the nicknames yeah Like, oh man seriously you're trying to come up with a nickname for something that's not what he was trying to do no i think his point his point was we want teams when houston's on the schedule oh man when we go down there it is a bloodbath yep it is physical and i don't know if that's the kind of game that i want to get into with those guys that's that's his i think that's his overall point and that's that's worth something. It's, it's worth a point or two mm-hmm. just getting in a team's head like, hey, you walk in our building, you're going to get hit, and you're going to get hit hard. Uh, and you're going to have to live with that for 60 minutes. And, you know, I mentioned the, the 2017 uh, Jacksonville team a little while ago. That team was that way. I mean, when, you, when Jacksonville is up, now you could just hear it in teams, in teams' voices. I mean, we played in the first game. We had 21 guys on the injury report the next that week. We yeah. had every tight end was on the injury report with a concussion and was was not available for the Thursday night game at Cincinnati. That's the way teams felt when they were going down to Duval County to take on the Jags in 2017. Not quite that way anymore because, A, it's not that way, and, B, because <laughs> a, some of the games are in London, not this year, but most A, years.
2: it's not that way. Not <laughs> That's that all way you anymore. need to know. Yeah. It's not that. And I don't think he was trying to announce a nickname. No, he no, wants no. to earn a nickname, right? right? They it, want the yeah. level of play to rise to that point where you can – deserve a nickname and we'll ask McLean about the house of pain just to get the history lesson for the listeners because he's going to join us at 8 30 john mcclain from yep. the houston chronicle uh another thing he said johnny was and i asked him the question because he worked out in arizona prior to training camp arizona heat versus houston heat i will die on this hill that Arizona is way worse than Houston. Way, it's way hotter. Hotter is hotter. Oh, Mark, the humidity. I'm sorry. 110 is brutal, okay? Yeah. I don't care if it's humid or not. That is ridiculous. You go out in Arizona at night in the summer, and you are suffering. In Houston, you don't suffer. There's a breeze here. I think Dallas is worse. I think there's more breeze here, and that cools you off. I went running at 5 o'clock yesterday. It wasn't pleasant. P.M.? P.M. Yeah, before the show, which was probably a mistake, and that's why I was kind of like, you know, not as as um, good as usual on the air last night. Well, Jacob you told noticed. me. It, Jacob tells me, it, "Hey, um, you
3: heard from Mark? Is Mark on the show with you tonight?" I was like, <laughs> uh, "It's Thursday. Yeah, he's in a coma." I, I hope. He, I hope so. No, I was on. I mean, but I, yeah, I, I've been. I've been to Arizona in March, and in August, I think, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Arizona's hot. I, it's just, it's all in how you feel about the humidity. If the humidity just completely and totally drives you crazy, you're going to hate it here. You're going to hate, you're going to hate, oh, God, this humidity. Don't uh, move to
2: Florida. Don't move oh, to Florida's New Orleans. Not,
3: Florida's not any better. Oh,
2: heck. Man. No, Florida is way worse oh, Florida's humidity-wise. awful.
3: Way worse. Oh, I mean, our, th- our two-day practices, like, phew.
2: Yeah. I mean, they took a lot out of me, and I was just I mean, good It's funny because, you know, Seth was talking about two-a-days in in the previous two hours during Payne and Pendergast. He was talking about two-a-days, and he was talking about high school training camp, how that could be worse than anything because you have these crazy high school coaches, and especially back in the day, water is for weak men, you know, whatever. And it's brutal on kids in Texas. Now, he didn't go through it in Texas, and he pointed that out, but... I, you know, I'm looking at the kids working out, and I'm thinking, this is nuts. So They're out there in the afternoon.
3: When we first got here in 1983, so this is what, that's 37 years ago. I remember we 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 got to Rosenberg, and we were getting ready for the, the two-day practices. My dad was going to coach at Lamar Consolidated for the first time. And we were just kind of talking through with some, a coach had come over to kind of talk through some of the things. We were talking about practices, and he's like, hey. Our practices are tough now. We don't give them water. We give them ice chips. And I just remember hearing that, like, I didn't really put two and two together. Like, I mean, I was 11 at the time. So I was like, oh, no big deal. I was like, ice chips? The more I've thought about that since, I was like, yeah, they got ice chips. They oh, give them water. Geez. That's what you get when you're sick. I'm like, well, in a couple of years after that, we got a new trainer. And the trainer was like, you guys are idiots. They're getting water, and they're getting water throughout the practice yeah, yeah. because that's going to make them better. Because, yeah, we, you know, we had nothing but old-school coaches like, hey, my coaches were lucky to give us a break through yeah. a three-hour practice, and we'll turn around and have a three-hour
2: practice this afternoon. Like, are you kidding me? I was with the Bear in Junction. Holy smokes. And we didn't get water. We had rocks. It was Here, brutal. drink some rocks. When you talk
3: to somebody, you know, in, in my demographic that had the true – two days and in mm-hmm. some cases in some cases three days
2: oh my gosh the
3: worst i mean we call it, like you you don't even call them two days anymore. Right? Two, two days are a are, are dead concept nobody yeah. does two days anymore now they'll do the walkthroughs and they'll yeah. have meetings and i think to be honest i would much rather practice two hours two hours as opposed to having all the meetings and walkthroughs and stuff i'd much rather practice twice than, than go through all those oh i used to hate meetings Hated them. I mean, they would just go on. It'd be nine o'clock. Every unit's gone home, and we're in the secondary, and we're still having a meeting. We're on like play four (laughs) of a twenty-play script, and it's like, Coach d Uh, come on, man, we got to get, we got to get out of here. We got practice in the morning, and then you'd have two practices that day. That college was the worst because that's when we had all the meetings. High school was like. Show up and practice. Our playbook was so small. It was like we just installed on you know, that day. All right, we're putting in this, we're putting in this. All right, let's go.
2: You're like Coach Boone. Five plays. That's it. The Veer offense, like Novakay. Mm-hmm. Just give it time. Yep. Bill Yeoman. But rest two days, in peace.
3: But you talk to people, my, talk to kids now, and they're like, oh, yeah, man, practice hard, practice hard. Man, practice is nonsense. Yeah. You do a two-hour practice, and you think you practiced hard. Come on, man. Oh, get right, right. Well, well, get out, out of here.
2: Yesterday was another hot one. They scrimmaged yesterday, and it was cool because they had Watson in the ones versus the D1, Yep. Uh, the 1D, and then McCarron in the twos versus the number 2D. And, look, there's some overlap or whatever. Let's not get into who's playing on what unit. But it was, it was cool because they would kick off. Uh, they wouldn't run full speed like take the guy's head off kickoff. Uh, they would have thud kickoff and then start the drive and play it out and yep. have field goals and punts. And it was pretty cool to see uh, both sides of the ball making plays. Uh, Jordan Aikens looked fantastic to me yesterday. We yeah, talked about the tight ends a bunch yesterday on the program. By the way, what position group do you want to break down today? Because I lost track. I thought linebackers. Have we done that yet? Yeah, you said linebackers. That's what we're doing. Oh, you said good. Linebackers. See? Yeah. I promised linebackers we're going to do the linebackers. I thought it was yesterday, but anyway. We did DBs yesterday. I think I wanted to do linebackers, but it just merged into DBs. It just morphed into that. I
3: mean, linebackers nowadays are just big DBs, honestly, except for BMAC. BMAC's an
2: anomaly now. Yeah, B Mac's a big thumper, and he gets the job done. I mean, he's made some big hits out here. Like when you when know? you tell B Mac that he's allowed to hit people, <laughs> you know the goal line drill two days ago. He, this is my time. Here's this the is best where compliment. I get a good practice in.
3: Yeah, this is the best compliment you probably could p- play B Mac mm-hmm. to combine our conversations. B Mac would have loved playing for the house of pain or there's defense oh, yeah. and
2: would have been ultra successful oh, yeah. playing for that he, house of pain defense. You know, I just think, and, and Reed is like this too. And this is something I noticed watching my kid play football. Some guys really enjoy hitting and other guys. Look, my kid was a pretty good receiver last year for his eighth grade team. Yeah. He made a lot of business decisions on defense. Okay, <laughs> he played corner and receiver. As a corner, it was a little yeah. bit of a. I'm like, are you trying to be a matador? Because I think that'd be a great move in, in the ring with the with the when you let him go. But mm-hmm. well, I'm just joking around here. But I was actually happy. I'd be like, good, let him go. He's <laughs> <There's> a guy <laughs> twice your weight coming right at you. Try to get a leg or something. Okay, <laughs> do, you, do your best. Uh, but I th- I think that. Even at the professional level, all these guys did everything in high school or youth yeah. leagues or whatever. But I think some guys really have that, that headhunter. You know, I, I know that's kind of overblown, that way of labeling it. But some guys have that mentality. I want to go hit somebody. And, and other guys are like, I'm willing to do it. You know, just like the special teams mentality that yeah. Anthony Weaver talked about, defenders might or probably do have a whole lot more of that than a lot of offensive players on special teams. Well,
3: hitting is intoxicating. Mm-hmm. When you hit somebody, and you and, and you know they've felt it, or your teammates come up and they start just losing their minds, mm-hmm. and like that charges them up, like it's intoxicating. I mean, yeah. really, to just hit somebody with everything that you've got, and and just I, mean, I don't want to say knock them out, but mm-hmm. when you hit somebody like that, that feeling is like, whoo, because. You know, when you get hit, obviously you feel it, and that's why I remember my dad teaching me a long time ago was like, "You want to hit, you got to go a thousand miles an hour." I always used Walter Payton. It was like if you go a thousand miles an hour, you're never going you're not gonna get hurt, but you're also administering the quote unquote pain as opposed to taking it in. You're absorbing it, and I always thought about that. And then I remember I was in seventh grade. It was really the first time I put on pads, and I remember I hit a fullback who was about. He was big for a 7th grader. He ended up playing guard for offensive line in high school, but in 7th grade, yeah, put him at fullback. Nobody will stop him. And he was coming through the line, and I hit him with everything I had. I broke the the, uh, screws on my helmet when I hit him. (laughs) I mean, I hit him with everything I had. My face mask is dangling after I hit him. And he went straight backwards. And I just remember, I didn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, I knew I hit him with everything, and my teammates just went nuts. They thought it was the coolest thing, and of course, my face mask is dangling. They're like, "All right, go go get that that fixed." But it's like that feeling—that's what B. Mac has every time he's on the field. When he puts that on Fournette, or he puts that on Henry, and you know that guy's felt it. I mean, that's—I mean, put that in the vein, man. I mean, mean, the hit at the goal
2: line, the two-point conversion try for Jacksonville here, week two last year, when they got Fournette. I mean, that for a defense to do that—that's a game-winning play. That's a walk-off play for the defense. Just fantastic. And by the way, your your face mask blowing up today, there might be a federal investigation. Oh, you know, There would be lawsuits. Oh, it would be unbelievable. There would be MRIs. There would be, I mean, it would just be awful. I probably would have been on concussion protocol for like three weeks. See, it's so cool you get to tell your youth league football stories because for me it's like this one time at band <laughs> camp, Uh, Never mind. All right. So John McClain is going to join us next. And it's going to be great because we're going to talk about everything going on here at camp today. What is happening as we are inside three weeks to go before the opener. Bill O'Brien live. We also have a conversation with Keon Cross. And look, you've heard the name special teamer plays in the defensive backfield. Really important guy out here. You definitely hear him. If you're close to the practice field, you will hear Keon Crossan. It's fun to watch. So we'll get into uh, that as the program progresses. And don't forget, we'll be back at 6 tonight to recap all of practice. And in the loop, we'll have their own practice recap with Sean Pendergast joining them. So it's a big day of training camp coverage here on the flagship. McLean next as we continue with Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity. Don't miss a single thing on your
0: favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio
7: Red Diamond knows, perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea.
2: The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community.
9: Transocean loves Houston and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head-on and have the stats to back it up. TransOcean is service-focused, data-driven, and performance-oriented. Check them out at DeepWater.com.
0: More Texans Radio is on the way. There's
2: a lot of information and misinformation being shared about COVID-19. Houston Methodist wants to share the facts. COVID-19 is a serious and potentially deadly
10: illness, and you can infect others, including loved ones, without even knowing it. But it's also avoidable if we each do our part. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Keeping Houston safe is a team effort. Together, we can make our city healthy and vibrant again. Visit HoustonMethodist.org COVID.
11: My name is Arturo Vargas, owner and president of Christina's Mexican Restaurant. This is our story. We have faced many challenges, but on this pandemic, this was something bigger than all of us. That's when Amaji came and had the answers.
12: They reached out to me on a Saturday morning, got the account open, the application in. Tuesday it was approved, and they were funded by Wednesday.
7: Thank you to Amaji Bank from all of us at Christina's and all of our families.
12: Amaji Bank, a division
6: of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans.
13: Calling all superheroes. At the Pelchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelchin's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at depelchin.org. The Pelton, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl.
14: Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? (laughs) It's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston.
0: It's like Netflix, but free. Go to Houstontexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows.
2: Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. Beautiful day. It's going to be another hot one here at the Houston Methodist Training Center. As John McClain from the Houston Chronicle and Texas Sports Nation joins us now. And General, we had Justin Reed on in the first segment. And he said he wanted the defense to be known as the House of Pain. He said, I know they used to call this building that or whatever he said. And I think he's going to realize that it's not this building. But it's this general NRG Park area because it was the Astrodome. But, John, tell us what you remember about the House of Pain and what it's going to take for the defense to earn that nickname.
12: Well, first of all, it would be a really stupid nickname since it's already been taken. They need to come up (laughs) with your own nickname. The way that was started, Robert Lyles, an outside linebacker and team captain, was big into the martial arts. And at the martial arts, they, they they work in a dojo. And so Robert Lyles went out before a San Diego game, and when they were shaking hands with the Chargers, he just said, welcome to the house of pain. And they won a game, and then I guess the Chargers, somebody mentioned it, and then it just took off. And the Astrodome was known as the house of Fame. That's when Jerry Glanville was the head coach in the late 80s when they made a playoff run of eight or seven consecutive playoff appearances, and it was one of the all-time great nicknames of Rose stadium.
3: John, what's your favorite all-time NFL nickname, player, team, building, Event. What's your favorite NFL nickname of all time?
12: Oh my goodness. One that I heard a lot about when I was a rookie, Big Daddy Libscum, a defensive tackle for the Baltimore Colts, who were the best team in the NFL along with Green Bay. And Big Daddy at the time was about six four two seventy five. And boy, he was considered huge. And through the years, you know, if you if you have a nickname that people just know you by the nickname and and don't know your regular name. That means you have arrived. I was trying to think of some Texans nicknames, but you kind of caught me off guard. I'd have to think about that one.
2: Well, the Bulls on Parade defense, you know, we still kind of use that one sometimes, but that was really that 2011-2012 era. My favorite all-time, is, since you're asking, Johnny, and yeah, you didn't ask I'm me, asking. but I'll, I'll answer it, Night Train Lane Night is Train my Lane. favorite it's NFL nickname. And my kid actually likes Night Train because of Madden, and they bring all mm-hmm. those guys back. My favorite all-time sports nickname is Oil Can Boyd. Ooh. Dennis Boyd, the pitcher for the Red
3: yeah, Sox. Yeah, because you forget Do You the know Dennis how Night completely.
12: Train was? What- Do do y'all know how Night Train Lane got his nickname?
3: Uh Uh-oh. The rumor has it that he wasn't he born on a train?
12: No. Uh, (laughs) When he went, he was from Austin. When he got to the Rams, he was for a tryout. He was late. And they asked him why he was late, and he said, well, I had to take the Night Train to get here. And so they started giving him a hard time calling him Night Train. And so that's how Night Train Lane was was born, and he, of course, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. By the way, since I teased this with you guys yesterday at uh, at 6, I have to tell you because I, I brought out, speaking oh, of that yeah. defense by the Texans, in 2011 and 12, the coach was Wade Phillips. I interviewed Wade Phillips yesterday about Brandon Cooks because he was with him the last two years with the Rams. Wade's going to be a guest on our uh, first Texas Sports Nation show on Channel 2 Chronicle show on 11 o'clock on Sunday night and Wade was really good but when I talked to you about Cooks I just had to ask him one question he said he is one of if not the smartest receiver I've ever been around he said that's why he can go from different teams and have thousand yard seasons and pick up new terminology new system with new coaches he said the Texans are really going to like him. He said, not only does he have speed to take the top off the defense, I've seen him run right through zone coverage. He's so fast. And that's when I was coaching with him and against him. And he went on and on about, he said, he is a fabulous person. And he kept going on and on. He said, people think because he's fast, you know, that's the way it is with all receivers. They can just run straight down the field. He said, Brandon's a good route runner. And I said, well, what about last season? He said, oh, he had, in- he had injuries, and he didn't act like that was a big deal. You know, he missed two games, but only two games. The people kept talking about his concussion issues. So he, get, he is real fired up about Brandon Cooks. And uh, I listened to Wade Phillips talk, and Wade's not a big bs If he hadn't liked him, he wouldn't have talked like that. He said he called him spectacular.
3: That is a, spectacular, and he can be. There's no question about that, John. And I'll ask this actually both of both you guys. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cook started with the Saints. He went to the Pats for a year. He went to the Rams, and now he's with the Texans. I know some people have brought up the fact that he's bounced from team to team to team and not able, not not able to stick. Does that, John? I'll start with you. Does that were you in any way, shape, or form the fact that he has moved? I mean, obviously that's great. We've heard that from a number of different people about Brandon Cooks, and he just, watching him on the sidelines and how interactive he is with the players, how he talks to the rookies, you can see all of that. Does it worry you at all that he has played for different teams in his career? Because all those things you told me would make me think, man, this is a guy that I wouldn't want on my team for 10 years, and I wouldn't want him to
12: leave. Well, I'm going to explain it, The next time anybody asks you guys, you can tell them exactly why. The Saints wanted to draft Wisconsin tackle Ryan Ramchek, so they traded a low number one to uh, New England for the pick. They drafted Ryan, Ryan Ramchick. He started every game mm-hmm. since then at right tackle. They've had a great year with the Patriots. They don't pay big bucks to anybody mm-hmm. other than they did it with Stefan Gilmore. They did not want to have to pay Cooks a big contract. Rams had no problem doing it. So they traded for him, brought him out there. He had, let's see, 80 catches for 1,280 yards and helped him go to the Super Bowl. Wade said he played an instrumental role in us going to the Super Bowl two years ago where they lost to the Patriots, and so he got his big contract. So that's why he has been traded, because they wanted a Ram check, because they didn't want to pay him, and that's why he's with fourth team. Now, the Rams used that pick from the Texans to draft a young receiver. can't remember which one it was, but uh, Wade didn't seem concerned in the least about the issues he had last year. Now, if he gets hit in the head, like any player gets hit in the head, they're going on concussion protocol. But uh, after listening to Wade talked about him on and off the record, I'm really fired up about watching him with Deshaun Watson.
2: I also think that with the Rams and salary cap trouble, that played big into their yeah. their ability or their desire to move on and, and start with a younger guy and more affordable guy. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, what John said, what you what you said, Mark. It all makes a, a ton of
3: sense, yeah. I, absolutely. But I think for for some people, they've want they've wondered that. Yeah. I just take it for what I see for Brandon Cooks here, and I try and do that whenever the Texans get a player here. You know, the same with Eric Murray. I mean, everybody's like Eric Murray's never started. Uh, anywhere? Well, 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 what's what's he gonna do? Well, maybe he hasn't had a chance to. Maybe he gets the opportunity to here in Houston, and maybe he makes makes the most of it. That's happened for players before. You haven't. You don't always walk in with eight years of experience into a role. Sometimes you have to start, you know, for the first time. And then, so I, I just wanted you guys to kind of. Mm-hmm. break that Expand. down for people that there are there aren't excuses for him other places there are reasons that he ended up leaving those
2: places john what about the defense as a whole here what are you looking for what are you looking at as far as the way the season's going to get started with these really tough teams what do you expect out of that side of the football
12: i'm not really paying attention about the starters who are returning we know what they can do when they're healthy What I'm looking at is Charles Aminihu's development in his second season when players usually make their biggest improvement. He's getting a lot of playing time with J.J. Watt being on the sideline, working out. And then I'm looking at Jacob Martin, his second year in this system, had that big playoff game against Buffalo, three-and-a-half sacks during regular season. He only played 20% of the snaps. What would he do if he played 40? And then in the secondary I'm looking at Lonnie Johnson, Jr., same situation as who going into his second season, experienced some ups and downs as a rookie, especially in the Kansas City playoff loss, trying to cover Travis Kelsey, which he would not have had to do if Deshaun Gibson and uh, Jalila Dye had been healthy. And then other ones, Eric Murray, just because he's new, they're giving him a lot of responsibility. Sometimes he's around the line of scrimmage and reads deep, sometimes reads deep, and he's around – the line of scrimmage, they like both of them to be interchangeable. He told us, he said, you know, he said, I look at Justin as kind of an enforcer, and I'm more of a recovery guy, but I can do that too. And they seem to have a lot of confidence in him. I want to see if he can do here what he couldn't do at Kansas City and Cleveland, which is earn a starting job.
3: Hey, John, I don't think we brought this up on the show at all. Last night late, right before I, I went to bed, saw the news about ron rivera head coach for the washington football team uh has been diagnosed with lymph node cancer now we've seen that uh i, mean, I don't know about that particular type of cancer but we've seen cancer strike head coaches before we saw it with chuck pagano when he took over uh in indianapolis i don't know if you've had much uh much opportunity to be around ron covering a league or not but I feel like people have a lot of of respect for him. What do you know about Ron, and and, uh, what do you know people say about him as a leader of that football team?
12: I watched him play for a long time and then watched him be assistant coach and then, of course, the head coach of the Panthers. And the most time I was ever around him was during the Super Bowl. And everybody likes him. Everybody respects him. He was a hard worker, an overachiever as a player. So you know everybody's going to be pulling for him. He's in a situation Bill O'Brien was last year. He's a he's general manager without the title. He's a head of personnel. And everybody wishes him the best. They think if anybody could go up there and turn that around, that it would be him. You know, the key for the new president and the new coach is will Dan Snyder stay out of the way? Will he give them the money to do what they need to do and then get out of the way, which he is not – done and maybe he will now maybe he's learned finally after 20 years as an owner an owner needs to give them the resources keep up with what's going on but then get out of their way let them do the jobs you hired them to do or fire them
2: john mcclain joining us on the houston chronicle general thank you so much for the time we look forward to catching up later on i know you'll be on the afternoon program today
12: all right, Will, and I will see you guys when I'm walking underneath you while John's on the sideline and you're up in your perch. Let's call it the throne. Mark's up there in his throne above everybody looking down on his flock.
2: It's the yes. Vander Bryant Tower. Oh, yes.
5: And he's in honor of Bear. Thanks, Thanks John. John. He
3: is exa- and that is exactly the way it goes. It's uh, it's, it's kind of exactly the way it goes. It's, Yesterday during the scrimmage, Mark would stand up there as the play was going on, and he would stand up with the thumb <laughs> up or the thumb <laughs> down, and then Ob would turn around and look, and he'd give him one
2: or the other, and Ob's like. Ah. So saw really? you on your perch. This, Cal McNair should really be up here, honestly. <laughs> you know? I mean, he should. This is a great spot for him to be and and observe what's going on. <laughs> I'm, there, I'm sure it's a lot em- of
3: people that would want to be up there with you right it's now. It's embarrassing. Like, I want to be up great. there with you
2: right now. We've got Shane the engineer. He's got our game day set up here. I mean, this is awesome. Yeah. All right, let's get into the linebackers. Who's the biggest linebacker? It's a tie, by the way. It's a tie. Johnny, are you going to get this right? I wonder if you will. The listed weights... I'm talking s- inside and outside. Inside and outside. Okay. We'll I get your answers next here. And we'll also have Bill O'Brien live coming up within the next half hour. And Keon Cross. It's all coming up on Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity.
0: Can't get enough Texans radio. We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on Houston dot com.
15: To a child. Time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job, and a serious one at that, and each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids, and as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Hyundai has
14: always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life.
10: Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just $24,575. Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details.
8: It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, then creamy pepper sauce, and just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger.
4: Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. Teachers and
10: parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and Phillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID 19 Resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
0: Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio
10: geico knows there are many reasons why you ride from the thrill of the
4: revving engine and pure adrenaline of flying down the highway to the confidence of knowing that geico always has your back with 24 7 access to claim service but ari snyder has one reason in particular
6: i had extremely large upper arms they won't even fit into most shirts thankfully biking really embraces vest culture so i
0: feel accepted geico motorcycle 15 minutes could save you 15 or more
16: Chiefs is 20 days away. The countdown to the champions gets closer as every second ticks by. The taste of revenge is in the air. And we're providing the critical Texans news you need to know as this historic preseason leads up to Kansas City. Oh. Houston's Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610.
17: The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti bullying quiz on houstontexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. What do you call a group of friends who spend
11: every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin stay connected
9: with the houston texans and join the stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories each month stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences tickets autographed team memorabilia and more visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up make sure you follow the texans on facebook twitter instagram and snapchat and take the texans with you wherever you go with the texans app and never miss an update
18: I'm Whitney Merciless, starting outside linebacker for your Houston Texans. For the latest
4: on your favorite team in mind, go to HoustonTexans.com.
2: And the Texans app, Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris field side as the team will practice outdoors today on the natural grass. Out of pads today. They've been in pads a lot. Friday, Saturday, I think they were all yeah off Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, they were off uh, Wednesday, I don't know. I'm getting all my days confused. Yeah, and they practiced yesterday, all in pads. Every practice we've seen has been in pads, uh, and they'll be out of them today. So I guess they deserve a little break, and they'll have tomorrow off and then back to it Sunday. The days off are coming faster than usual. Let's break down linebackers now here, Johnny, as I said, who's the biggest? So who's the biggest linebacker? Uh, John Grenard. Yeah, and it's a tie with Brennan Scarlett, by the mm-hmm. way, as far as listed weights. And I didn't look at the roster or anything. Okay. Just, I just Gr- went with it. Grenard, I mean, he's just built. All right, let's yeah. start there. I want to start with the Rooks. Okay. All right, let's 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 go. Let's go Jonathan Grenard, rookie out of Florida. And we got to go quick here. There are a lot of linebackers. Go. Yeah. I, I, you know that I that Friday night, that pick was the one
3: that I wanted. I just looked at my list, at my Harris 100, and I thought, oh, man, yeah. he's still on the board. Mm-hmm. I think he could help this team. You predicted it. And he's been even even twitchier than I expected. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got some juice. He's going to find his way on the field for this team. And unfortunately, Duke Edgeford going down could elevate him to another level uh, of reps, and he's got a ton of them. But... I think he's
2: a player. I think in due time, the Texans are going to know as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a guy they can rely on for a long time. All right, so Jacob Martin, who was acquired in the trade with Seattle last year, had a nice year. McLean talked about him. He's 20 pounds lighter than Grenard. So he's another outside (laughs) linebacker. Tell me.
3: I mean, pass rush is his game, man. You watch him do pass rush one-on-ones, and you can see the tackles. They They try and get their kick, step, and their punch as fast as possible because if they don't, Martin is by them. He's got the quickest first step and more speed than anybody I've ever seen on a field here at the Texans, uh, with the Texans, I- I- any- time. I mean, he's so blazing fast off the edge. Now, that does hurt him a little bit, those 20 pounds, because he doesn't hold up against the run all that well. And that's ugh, that scares you, because his teams know, when he's on the field, he's pass rushing. And it's mm-hmm. the one thing you don't want teams to know what you're going to do is, is that. And by yeah. personnel, they can look at it and go, uh, yeah, that guy is going to be a problem. So that's fine, though, because if you got other guys out there and they're worried
2: about Jacob Martin, and they're going to forget about 99 or 90 or 94, and I'm cool with that. All right, Davin Bellamy, who people know the name, a you know, former undrafted free agent. What about his shot? Don't forget about me, Davin Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Just
3: continues to rush. I mean, he's not Jacob Barton in the sense that he's probably more a two-way player. He's got the size to be able to set the edge well and all that. But he really pops when he rushes the quarterback. And I know he works on it. I know his rush coach, uh, Chuck Smith, he works with Chuck nonstop. And Davin and I have talked about this over the years. Chuck has taught him a couple of moves. I could see Davin working on that. He, I mean, it's taken a, a couple of years uh, to really get to this point, but I think he's got a really good opportunity of making
2: this rush. It's going to be hard, but, man, if he keeps rushing the way that he is, it's going to be really difficult to keep him off that roster. Andre Ware was up here yesterday saying, Davin Bellamy looking pretty good, <laughs> so <laughs> he, he made that point. Brennan Scarlett, year five now.
3: Yeah, old reliable, man. Just does anything and everything you ask him to do. Hey, you need inside linebacker? Brennan, step in there. You need outside linebacker? Devin, uh, You know, Brennan, you got it. Uh, you need to rush from the inside? You got it. He's NFL PA rep for the team. He is one of my favorite players that the Texans have ever had just because he does anything and everything. If it's this year where he has to just be a special teams guy, he'll be the best special teams guy there is. That's yeah. He just gives you everything. You've got to have players like that on, in your organization to win a championship. They love him. Yep. Peter Kalambai. Again, a versatile guy because when he got here he was outside linebacker, now he's tra- tra- transitioned inside. And he's picking up the inside part of it pretty well, too. And I saw yesterday, I, it was yesterday or the day before. I can't remember which. They're all running together now. But Deshaun came out at empty. And he looked around. He looked around. And I, I knew immediately what he wanted. He had Fells on Calambayi. And he kept looking around. He knew that he wanted that. But he was just checking it out and running the play clock down just you know, just as a deke. But he knew immediately he wanted Fells, And Calambayi stayed right in Darren Fells' hip as Fells was about to take it in. Calambayi raked, knocked it out, and thought... Man, if he can cover one-on-one like that, and he's, got a, he's got a decent opportunity of getting on the field at some point. But I think it's going to be an inside linebacker. And here's another thought. If the Texans do a little bit of four-man line, a little 4-3, some even front stuff, then I think there's a possibility that Callum Byte could be a third linebacker on the field until Dylan Cole gets fully healthy. Wow, Whitney. I mean, what do you say about Whitney? He's done pretty much everything except get an opportunity to go to the Pro Bowl, and he should have a couple of years ago. He's done everything you want. When JJ was healthy last year and he could feed off of that, he won his one on one battles. That's the key. When JJ's on the field, the other guys must win their one on one battles. And Whitney has won many of them over the years. He's not missed a day of practice here. He's available all the yeah. time, and you've got to have that. And I, I'm hoping that he gets that double digit sack number um, because if he does that and Watt gets there, this pass rush is going to be exactly what we think it is, what it can be this year. Uh, and I think what's a big, a big reason for
2: that pass rush being where it is, uh, and hopefully he can help take it to a different level. Ninth year for Whitney. Yeah. Wow. And how about sixth year for Jeez. Bernardrick McKinney, 257 pounds. That was before breakfast. Six <laughs> BMAC.
3: Some people think, oh, he doesn't fit in today's NFL. He doesn't fit in today's NFL. If there's one thing that's really gotten better and better over the years for BMAC, it's his cover skills. And look. Covering the running backs nowadays in the NFL is not easy. It is not easy. But I know that Benarjic has worked at it. He's improved that part of his game. But he's the soul for this defense. Mm-hmm. He is the soul. Still. This, he is what gives this defense its you know, energy. I've seen him numerous times over the years in a sudden change situation. He's the guy that rallies the troops. He's the guy that grabs guys by the shoulder pads and the face mask saying, hey, believe in me, believe in us. We can get this thing done. I don't know where his defense would be without him. He's an absolute stud. Zach Cunningham. I mean, come on. What is it that Zach Cunningham doesn't do well? I mean, other than talk. He doesn't like to talk. He doesn't like to get on the radio with us uh, or do anything. But he's good when he He, does. He is. He's very good. He just doesn't like to do it. And I think because of the fact that he's not Mr. Put-it-on-Instagram or put-it-on-Twitter or be a, a great mouthpiece that you don't hear a lot about him around the league. But I know week three, I went we went out to the LA Chargers and Daniel Jeremiah, who does draft stuff for NFL Network, is also the color analyst for the Chargers on radio. And so he came over to me and we chit chat for like ten seconds and then he goes, he goes, Man, Cunningham is so much better than I even thought he was gonna be. It's the first name he brought up. Wow. And then after that we talked about Watt, we talked about Watson. Cunningham was the first name he brought up with me. And I said, Daniel, I said, this guy is so much
2: better than people think around the league. They just don't know about him. You, you know what it is? You draft evaluators, you remember your misses more than you remember your makes. You know what I mean? You remember. Right. Like, you still Absolutely. talk about Dwayne Brown. All right, one oh, yeah. phrase on each of these guys, Tyrell Adams. Reliable. Yep. This
3: guy can step in when you need him to,
2: and he'll thump. He's making the team, I think.
3: Yep. Nate Hall. The team. You know, a guy from Northwestern, I've seen him do some good things out here. It's just going to be a tough nut to crack. I mean, all these guys that we talked mm. about are all making a team. So it's going to be a tough tough way to go for Nate Hall. I love him at Northwestern. I think he's in a good spot. He may have to go in a practice squad, but
2: even at that point, he'll have an opportunity. Jan Johnson out of Penn State, a rookie who I i am really glad for him. He grew up in an era where his friends didn't watch the Brady Bunch because <laughs> sorry, Jan, would be all over the place with him, so he doesn't have to worry about that, right? You know, he's learning. It's interesting. I actually have watched more of Jan Johnson because I've watched,
3: been watching Penn State lately for their 2020 draft prospects, and You know, he's a guy that, you know, he runs pretty well, and he'll tackle. He's just not going to have an opportunity to show any of that in the preseason, which I think is in preseason games, which I think is difficult. But he also can long snap. That yep. might oh. be
2: that might be the ticket. He can long snap. I see him working with Weeks each and every day. If you see John Weeks around Jan Johnson's car, uh, <laughs> or, I'm just kidding, John. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's the greatest long snapper in the history of the NFL, John Weeks. Okay, coming up, Bill O'Brien live as he meets with the media. We'll hear from Keon Cross and Landry's camp questions coming up later on in the 9 o'clock hour. It's all happening. Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity.
0: Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans.
14: Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. This was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty. But with Amogee's support,
19: we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. Fifteen jobs saved with their families, and that
6: impacts a whole lot of people. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC,
3: official business bank of the Houston Texans.
1: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
18: To those working in critical infrastructure sectors, we thank you. Your tireless dedication to overcoming challenges
9: and executing essential projects is keeping Houston connected, safe,
18: and online. At Burns & McDonnell, we're proud to support frontline workers in managing the current crisis while moving forward together. BurnsMCD.com Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com Texans.
17: Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, movement The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called Next Gen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. Next gen stats, powered by
7: AWS.
0: More Texans radio is on the way.
7: Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills? At least we have our day jobs. Our family photo? Take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea.
2: The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community.
18: Standout performance and all the right moves. This is Bill O'Brien, head coach of the Houston Texans. I'm not talking football. I'm talking about the BMW 2 Series Grand Coupe. With its twin power turbo technology, highly responsive handling, complimentary scheduled maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles, you'll always go for the long drive. BMW The official luxury car of the Houston Texans. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit
10: HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Public speaking. Getting stranded at sea. Gas station bathrooms. Venomous snakes. Paying too much for a bed that isn't right for you. These are the most common fears in America. That's why Mattress Firm came up with the rest assured promise. So you'll find the right bed at the right price, guaranteed. And during our Labor Day, sales save up to 50% on America's best-selling brands like Sealy and more. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations and only while supplies last. Some products only available online. Visit mattressfront.com for details.
13: Calling all superheroes. At the Pelton Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelton's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelton.org. The Pelton, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl.
6: K-I-L-T-K-I-L-T-F-M-H-D-2-Houston
10: <Silver> <City> Radio.com Sports Station and your home of the Houston Texans. It, Houston and roll! Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio 610. Radio
0: 610. <peacockums> Texans training camp is underway. Get all the breaking news, updates, interviews, and more right now at HoustonTexans.com. Now back to Texans training camp live, presented by Xfinity
2: and by Geico and Papa John's Houston. They've got a giant video board here at the Houston Methodist Training Center. This is new this year. We've mentioned it. I tweeted it out earlier this week. And currently, the Texans lead the Texans nine. To, oh, now it's ten to 10 seven. seven. I, they just kicked the extra point, but there are no players out here, so I don't know what they're doing. Are they playing Madden or something? It's the Battle no, Road Texans. You know Texans what they're doing? You know what they're, doing? What? they're running through different
3: situations up on the board. Like, I can read them. Uh huh. And. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. So. Long play down to the goal line. Yeah, 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 fast. yeah Don't give
3: all these situations oh. out. Oh, sorry. You can't read those out loud. Oh, sorry. Come on, Bill. What? You
2: can't do that. Bandy. <laughs> Shut up
3: but <laughs> but it 's the situation, but here 's the thing. The ones right. that they 're putting up there mm-hmm. we we 've seen before the three of us have actually at the end of games discussed this because i 've been in your ear like that one that you see up on the screen mm-hmm. that you just saw right we 've talked
2: about that one yeah they 're roll, rolling through these
3: yeah, so it you know the the very end of game situation mm-hmm. where there 's a handful of seconds left. What do you what do you do? How do you how do you kill the rest of the seconds uh, on the clock? That's yeah. you got to you know, work through those things. And I think it's uh, it's pretty interesting to well, see those because those are the ones that because you said that the scores are changing, the time's changing and, and they're doing it, I think, based on the
2: situation that's up there. You brought up something that I thought was really, really brilliant. Uh, you were doing a Madden tournament. You were kind of overseeing it. What were you doing? Like calling the action or something? Yeah, yeah. I was doing I was doing a play-by-play with uh, Andy Kalu. That was that was fun. So there are all these Madden studs. Mm-hmm. That's not a good term to use when you talk about people who are proficient at the game of Madden. Madden nerds. No, there are all these Madden <laughs> players. And you mentioned this that they are unbelievable at clock management. Yes. Because they play a bazillion games. Yep. And it's. I mean, it stands to reason that you know a lot of the clock management stuff. Assuming that the ma- and I've played Madden, but not a ton. Assuming that everything plays out the same way, you know, the play clock and this is gonna, yeah, you know, because uh, it's a computer, okay. But you have different situations: when to call timeout, if to call timeout, how to play the two-minute warning, all those different things that come into play at the end of a game or end of a half. If you did that a lot, you might get really good at this, yeah. right? As opposed to I mean and look they're they're out here practicing this stuff, but during the year you only get sixteen times a year yep. only. The Madden player gets sixteen times a day. Yeah, exactly. So I mean what they're doing, they're playing they're playing the
3: game. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to some of the, the Madden players and I would ask them about, you know, why why'd you pick that play car? What 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 are you trying to do with that play? And they don't really know the plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know them based on the, the 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 formations and such. But the ones I was talking to were like, uh, "Well, yeah, that's they they pick like four or five pet plays, mm-hmm. and then they have kind of an audible based on what they might see um, from reading the defense." But essentially, they're playing the game. the 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 chess match for them is the game itself. Right. The chess match for football coaches is from play to play to play to play. So if we're empty. How do we change? How do we change the coverage? Yeah, that's different. What do we want? To, yeah, and so that's my point: is that the 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 coaches are worried about that chess match, and these bad players are worried about how do you play the game? When do you take your timeouts? These guys use timeouts masterfully. Wow! And then I would talk to him afterwards, and I remember talking to the guy who ended up winning it, and he had a game in which he there was I can't remember there was like a minute or something left, and he's he's. He's banging his timeouts mm-hmm. at certain point. I'm trying to remember how it went, but anyways, I asked him about it later on, and he explained a whole thing to me about timeouts when he should have taken them. Oh, I know this, I know that, and he was talking about the actual function of the game. And I know that it, it really sounds kind of dumb, like oh, so mad guys. It's just the fact that
2: they practice. The game They're playing that clock They're playing ball. are yeah. you know? the playing the clock game, you know? They're playing the clock game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trust them like, what, should I throw a slant here right, or right. go? Not no, the play no, no, call, no. But, but just s- s- managing that clock and making yeah. sure that it works for you. And look, you know, we I know that here locally there's been a lot of talk about this over the years, this kind of thing, and Kubiak era, and even Capers and all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every NFL city, folks. Every NFL city. I mean, Belichick himself... In a Super Bowl, failed to call timeout. In a Super Bowl, he ultimately won. Yeah. Uh, Let's go to Bill O'Brien now as he meets with the media. We'll explain more later, but here's Bill O'Brien. Good, John. How you doing?
12: Fine, thank you. Uh, Now that you've had another week with the new receivers, Cooks, Cobb, and including David Johnson, can you give us an update on how they're doing and what you expect from them, beginning with Kansas City?
18: Yeah, I think they're doing well. I think that, um, you know, it's an interesting time, John, you know, because of how training, you know, like I said, yesterday, we'd be getting ready for our third preseason game. You know, these guys uh, were, they were able to work out there in the off season, no doubt about it, but not really with us. So they're all on these different ramp up periods. Um, everybody's on track to, uh, to be ready to go when the season starts. Uh, but you know, there's, there's, there's just different ramp ups. So, it's hard for me to explain that it's just it's just it is what it is relative to how we uh when we tested these guys and where they were at and what they needed from a uh you know from a load standpoint that's what we're doing and i, I think all those guys have done a great job they're really good pros they uh they really understand what we're asking them to do and uh it's been it's been good I think you're muted go hey Aaron hey
9: when you look at Zach Cunningham and the other top inside linebackers on the NFL, what kind of makes this guy, someone that is right in that category and as you guys look at him and evaluate him as someone that, you know, you would possibly want to secure with a long-term deal. What are your thoughts on that generally, just in terms of Zach and his future? Thank you.
18: Yeah, no, we want Zach on our team. We want Zach to be a Texan for a long time. No doubt about it. Um, he is uh He's just a really good player. He's very instinctive. He's got good speed. Uh, you can do a lot of different things within – he can do a lot of different things within our scheme. He plays on special teams. He's on the punt team. Um, really good guy. You know, same guy every day. Uh, yeah, no, we, uh, we, we think that uh, it would be great if he was with us for a long time. Mark Berman.
9: Billy, uh, getting back to the receivers for a second, now that you've had them with you for a few days, for a while now, like Randall and Brandon, those guys, what are some things that you've found out maybe that you didn't know that enhanced uh, what you think of them and how much they can help?
18: Just the way they work. You know, they 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 put the time in every day. They work, they come to work every day. they They're great guys in the locker room. They um, they communicate well. They, they want to do, they want to do what, Deshaun needs them to do within the route. Um, they un- they're smart. They understand what we're what we're trying to do. They're good teammates. They're they're DTS. They're dependable, tough, smart, and that's what's great about them. Aaron, well, how do you uh, think the lack of
4: preseason games will affect uh, waiver pickups and maybe the amount of trades that happen uh, during cutdown period? Just with teams not being able to see guys in other camps.
18: Man, that's a great question. I, I, you know, I think obviously it will affect, Um, you know, you just don't have the game tape. Uh, There's a lot of unknown, you know, you don't, you don't know where, where exactly a guy is, you know, relative to somebody that, you know, maybe he's on the waiver wire or or some other, uh, you know, way to acquire a player. You, You just, there are a lot of unknowns. I'm sure it'll affect it. We study, we try to do the best job we can of, of watching, previous tape of the player and you know understanding who the player is when the waiver wire comes out every day but uh yeah it's it i i believe for us i just speak for myself uh it's going to be a little bit different christy
19: uh, bill it seems like your um tight ends have been doing some good stuff in practice so far what do you think about the talent you have there and what they can do for
7: your team
18: yeah good players uh, all a little bit different in their skill set you know, Felsey, he does a really good job uh, in, in all phases. He can block, he can, he's good in the passing game, really smart player. Um, you know, Jordan Akins had a really good day yesterday. And uh, you know, with Jordan, it's just all about consistency, you know, just being consistent. He's a great guy, really good, really talented guy. Jordan Thomas has had a good training camp. He's he's come back in shape and uh, doing some good things. And then Kylie Waring's, you know, look, he works hard. He's a good guy. He's still, you know, he didn't, last year he didn't play. So, you know, this is, uh, you know, a year where he really needs to take a step within the offense. I think he's doing better. He, did, he had a better day yesterday. So uh, it's a, it's a good position. Dylan Stapleton, the guy that we, uh, the undrafted guy out of James Madison uh, he's been really, really good, you know, uh, tough guy, you know, learning the game tries to do what we ask him to do. So I, I really think the position is a good one. Sarah.
7: Bill, what is it about the way that Deshaun learns that if he makes a mistake in practice, he doesn't generally make it again?
18: Yeah, he's smart. I mean, he's got a he's got a really uh, he's got a good memory. He understands what he sees. He's able to really communicate what he saw in the play, why he did why he did that. You know, why he made that decision. He doesn't make many mistakes, um, but he's smart and he's got a he's got a. Um, an ability to really understand what he just saw and then be able to say, okay, this is what, what I saw. This is why I did it. And, you know, that's, you see that at night on the zoom calls too, you know, Hey, this is, he'll tell the offense, Hey, this is what I saw. This is why I did this made this decision. And it's uh, it's been good.
7: Does that help you at all when you're on the sideline during games between series, trying to make a decision about the rest of the game, knowing that if he's seen it once, he's probably not going to do it again in that game.
18: Yeah, no, I mean, just the conversations on the sideline with him are always good because he's very calm and he gives you exactly what he saw. He can he can recite each play like, hey, this is what I saw in the second and ten play. This is what I saw in the third and two play. Um, you know, I don't really like this play today. You know, we got to take this one out. You know, whatever it is, he's good at understanding what he just saw and being able to communicate it back to you between series. Great, go ahead. Hey, Bill, Darren Fells, the uh, latest player to describe to us his faith in the extra measures that the organization has taken from a safety standpoint. And, and that really allowed him to have a, a great conversation with his wife to allow him to go ahead and play. How does that make you feel both as a coach and as a, as a husband and a dad here and that kind of feedback and the steps the organization has taken? Yeah, I think it makes us all feel good. I mean, I think that we we spent a lot of time. I mean, Jack and I came back here on July 4th, and we got the protocols the night of July 3rd, and we and, and then there were other people in the organization, every everybody from our PR department to our training room to our strength staff to uh, operations to our cafeteria to Susie Thomas, our, our counsel, uh, and then obviously the support of the McNairs. I mean, we made a lot of changes in the week. I don't know if you guys have been inside at all. Probably not, but... When when you see it again, you'll I think you'll say, "Whoa, that's different!" Because you know, within a week or two, we changed locker rooms, we changed hallways. We uh, the other the other uh, person, two people that have done an unbelievable job are Jeff Kaplan and Ray Claridge. Uh, have really done a great job of 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 doing what you're talking about. And so when the players came back, I think that they were impressed, and and uh, they they you know I think that's a big deal. That 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 creates team belief. You know, and team belief is a big is a big deal so uh yeah that that's good that Darren said that Cody
5: um good morning coach um skill set of Brandon Cooks and Kenny Stills is there a possibility we will see Will Fuller run more intermediate routes this season perhaps more so than we have in the past
18: yeah it's a good question I mean look I think Will runs the whole route tree I mean he um I know he's known for the deep shots, you know, because you know he's really, really good at those, and he's had connections with Deshaun over the years. But you know, he's a really good route runner. He can run the short stuff. He can we, you know, we use him everywhere. We use him in the slot. We use him on the outside. Uh, you know, he can run twenty-yard in cuts, and he can run you know the twelve-yard slant route. So you know, we we uh, we use him in a lot of different ways, and we'll continue to do that.
13: Take two or three more, Aaron Wilson. Yeah.
18: Do you expect Kiki
9: Putsi out there today? And uh, what's going on with Kiki?
18: I think he'll be out there today. I just gave him a day off uh, looking at a few things w- with him on the uh, – again, like it's taken time for me to get used to this, but we really – we've we put a lot of time into this GPS and these player loads and high speed and, you know, you know, how many times did the guy reach 19 miles an hour? I mean, we had a guy yesterday – uh, A.J. Moore reached 21 miles an hour on a kickoff coverage. And so we, we take those things into account. With Kiki, it's a lot of short space stuff. And, you know, we felt like, hey, let's give him a, give him a little little time here and then uh, we'll bring him back today. He should be out there today.
13: Aaron Reese.
4: Well, it's obviously generally hard for rookie wide receivers to make a, a big impact, but what kind of specifically are the challenges Isaiah Coulter faces uh, heading into this
18: year just making
4: the transition from FCF's and doing it during this offseason.
18: season? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I think the big thing with Isaiah is very talented. He's got good size. He can run. uh, He can catch. He's He's got all the tools that you need, but but it's just totally different. I mean, you go from playing at, um, you know, Rhode Island to the National Football League. You know, it's just different. You know, the coverages are different. Obviously, the talent level is different. And he's getting better, though. He improves every day. He works at it. Um, and so we'll see. But But I think, yeah, it's – the, the wide receiver position in this league, if you go back through history, rookies at the wide receiver position you know it 's tough it 's a tough transition you know more press coverage uh, you know much better corners, different you know much different coverages uh, so it 's hard but he's he 's working hard every day to try to get better
12: Brandon. Coach, you've talked to us before about the soft tissue, issue, uh, soft tissue injuries and trying to shield against those. That seems to be pretty consistent around the league. Could you dig deeper a little bit into that and how you guys went about and what that was like for you guys in, in, in monitoring soft tissue injuries and why specifically that's important?
18: So when they came back, we, we tested all of them in different types of uh, – that had different types of criteria, whether it was, you know – just conditioning level, or hamstring strength, or you know, um, whatever the test may entail, and and you know, quad strength or quad flexibility, or you know, all of those things, and and then we made a determ- Then we we got that information. Mike Eubanks, Roland, Lad Harris, you know, we have a really good team that that puts all this information together. We hired a guy from the University of Texas named Matt Van Dyke. He's really good too. New new guy, you know, a lot of brain power in the room. I mean. I'm just, I just listen. I mean, I'm quite obviously the dumbest guy in that room. So I just listen and they give us information and then we can now plan how we're going to practice these guys. What's the plan for these guys? Because ultimately the health of the team is the most important thing. If you have a healthy team, any team, if you have a healthy team, you've got a, a real shot. So, you know, a lot went into it. And then we implement the plan for each player. So each player has a different type of ramp up schedule and, based on where they were from that testing. And I think, you know, I think there's been some some things that have been adjusted over time, but I do think we're on track. Last one for John McLean.
12: Well, yesterday, Wade Phillips talked about Cooks, who he watched every day in practice the last two years. And besides calling him a fabulous person, he said he, he's probably the smartest receiver he's ever been around, and that's why he can come into a new system and have 1,000 yards. Uh he also said besides the speed, he is a good route runner. Do you think guys like Fuller and Cooks who have great speed, the route running often gets overlooked?
18: Yeah, I mean, I think when you have the combination of good speed and Wade's on the money there with his evaluation, I mean when you when you have the combination of really good speed and you can route and you can run the routes, kind of like I was saying to Cody earlier that's a really good combination you know sometimes you know you have guys that are just you know straight line fast and they can run go routes and they can run maybe post route or whatever but if you have guys that have speed and then they can do a lot of different things you can line them up in different places you can match them up in different ways you know that's a good thing and then the whole key to all of it is the health you know making sure that they stay healthy and they're ready to go and and you get good practice time with Deshaun and uh you know right now I believe we're on track there but uh yeah Brandon Brandon's a very bright guy Randall Cobb's a very smart guy Will's a smart guy um <clears throat> Kenny Stills those guys they're really bright guys that uh, that can run routes and they can they can all run thanks Bill all right
2: that's it for Bill O'Brien's media gathering that's live folks so this has been Actually, this schedule's really worked out well for us, being on the air and being able to run that whole thing live. And you hear some good tidbits, what the head coach has to say to the media. Because believe me, all their stories is going to be based on those quotes and other quotes they get from the players and that sort of thing. We're at the Houston Methodist Training Center. Sun is out. It's another piping hot day at Texans training camp. Tim Kelly out here getting ready to coach the offense and the players making their way slowly out of the bubble as they'll do activation, then get into a practice session out of pads today and a day off tomorrow. I know they're going to enjoy that, but just two days between the day off Wednesday and a day off tomorrow, but they'll get back to it Sunday. And again, three weeks from last night is the opener against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, We got a lot to go over. Next segment, we're going to talk about the quarterback a bit. The coach said some things about him, what we observed in practice yesterday, what we're likely to see today. Also, around the league, a certain quarterback of a certain Texans opponent is hurt. What does it all mean? We'll talk about it next. It's Texans Training Camp Live, presented by Xfinity.
0: For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com.
4: Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. Teachers and
10: parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans!
8: It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger.
1: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo, and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
9: Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update.
0: This is Texans Radio.
14: Hyundai has always had your back. And now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complementary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai. The longer you look, the more there is to life.
10: Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata starting at just 24,575. Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call
6: 202-929-0073 for complete details. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Hey, Texans fans. Are you ready for football? First Community
9: Credit Union is drafting you to be a part of the exclusive Texans checking account team with a Texans debit card. Choose your play to score the card you want to carry. Stay focused because more designs will hit the field soon. You'll be the envy of everyone flashing your Texans debit card. Get yours today at FCCU.org slash Texans and join the team at First Community Credit Union, the official credit union of the Houston Texans.
4: Yeah! We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dykin, opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston.
6: Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing.
4: Wow, those are some winning Daikin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans.
16: On three, two, one, Daikin!
4: Daikin.
13: Woo! Air intelligence!
16: <laughs> Texans training camp news. Now. Now. Inside the bubble practice report.
4: Day five of Texans practice in the books. It was a hot one and it was almost all 11 on 11 were the defense was winning the day again. The offense not getting into the end zone until the very end of practice to Sean Watson punching it in twice to Jordan Akins. the second one in a spectacular catch. Next practice this morning, 9.30 a.m. We got you covered here on Sports Radio
16: 610. We are inside the bubble at Texans Training Camp. Ready! Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. It's Radio 610. It's Radio 610. It's Radio, 610. It's
0: Radio. Don't miss a moment of your Houston Texans 365 days a year. Download the Houston Texans mobile app
2: do it texans training camp live presented by xfinity mark vandermeer and john harris with you and the team not in pants today they're they're stretching right now music playing at the houston methodist training center and uh, johnny some things about deshaun watson observations from practice obviously watson is watson he's unbelievable and i actually had a question from somebody on twitter What's it going to take to win the MVP? I think it would take the top seed in the AFC and Watson playing well to get it. I just think it's it's that kind of race. KC had it two years ago, Mahomes last year, Baltimore, yep. Lamar Jackson. Yep. I think the same way. Are you, do you share that opinion?
18: I absolutely do.
2: I think
3: it's, it's going to be tough. Now, the, the only other way that it could happen is – if there's some situation in which, I don't know, maybe he brings them from brings them back from behind, they get the two seed, you know, maybe the one seed is, I don't know, maybe the one seed's kind of a surprise, but it's not the quarterback that drives that team. But Deshaun gets his team to the two or the three seed, kind of, you know, puts the team on his back, if you will, a few weeks and maybe gets it. But, yeah, I think it's it's got to be they've got 10 wins or more, and he is statistically dominant throughout the year. Then yeah, I definitely think he's not only in that conversation, yeah, then I think there's
2: a good chance to win. It. So Watson is incredibly competitive and will you indulge me? Can I use this music analogy with you right now? I'm gonna go jazz. I'm gonna go Miles Davis Quintet with John Coltrane, okay? This is this is old, old school but it's so it's so classic, okay?
3: You can go Miles Davis anytime you want with me. You know that.
2: So if, if you like jazz, there's this album called Round Midnight with the Miles Davis Quintet. You got to. I mean, these guys are unbelievable. They're like Jimi Hendrix on the trumpet and the saxophone, Davis and Coltrane. Anyway, they play a song, Bye Bye Blackbird, right? So in practice, it's all they want you to be Bye Bye Blackbird by the notes, right? They want you to do everything the way they have it. How does Watson play the game? Yeah, he runs the plays. But when things break down or sometimes he might hold the ball and wait for something to open, it's not going to open, now I'm going to bail. He's John Coltrane doing a solo, okay? He's Miles Davis improvising. He's an artist. And it's hard to be totally artistic out here because there's no real rush. There are times I see him sort of like try to squeeze out of the pocket and they might blow the whistle because up, oh, that's a sack. But it wouldn't be a sack with Watson necessarily. It might be, but it wouldn't be necessarily because he you know how he is he wants to kind of crawl around the line of scrimmage and find a way to make a big play for you or take it on the ground so I think that you can't get the full Watson out here on the practice field you can't get the sense of who he really is now I mean obviously you can he's making great throws and everything like that but you don't see the total package out here as opposed to some other quarterbacks who if you're a pocket passer and you're just carving people up through the air well that's what you're supposed to do in the game and you know it looks pretty good out here on the practice field what do you think?
1: I agree with you, and I think that there's also
3: a certain degree of practice improvisation. Now, you can't script everything that he's going to do. I mean, it's just not him. Andy Reid can't do that with Patrick Mahomes, and John Harbaugh can't do that with Lamar Jackson, with those three quarterbacks, and and Russell Wilson. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks now, you can't know exactly what they're going to do once the ball is snapped. But there are some things that you can incorporate into practice – at some point once everybody is comfortable with what the game plan is going to be or what the install is going to be for that day to be able to say okay this is our special part of practice we wouldn't be doing this if tom brady was our quarterback or dan marino was our quarterback but it's something we have to do because deshaun watson is our quarterback and this team has worked on scramble drills for for a long time you know dating all the way back i don't know 2014 and i'm sure gary probably worked on it a little bit but you just knew with matt that wasn't going to improv like that. But you know but you know, what's for. It is going to be improv. So at some point, you need to practice, at least have a few rules around it. You know what I mean? When Coltrane would go yeah. off on a solo, there still was some sort of rule he was following, even if he was just off on his own riff. There was some sort of rules he was following. I think that's the key, is practice it so that you guys do have some rules, such as
2: Oh, Johnny might have dropped out a little a little bit here. Uh, so we'll get it back on here in just a moment. By the way, I did not pay off the tease, uh, which is, and it was a bait-and-switch tease, okay? Sometimes in radio, we tease something like, after the break, uh, we're going to have this. And it teases you to hold on through the break. And I said, a certain quarterback of a certain Texans opponent is hurt. Now... Here's the deal. It's Jared Stidham, and he's got something pretty minor, I guess, but he's missing practice, right? And if you've heard, I'll share this with you, the Patriots have been sharing first-team reps, Cam Newton, Brian Hoyer, and Jared Stidham. So that's what you're looking at right here, uh, Johnny. I bait and switched the T's yeah. going into the break. Yeah, But, you know, it's, it's definitely worth mentioning because I think it – and who knows how long Stidham is going to be hurt – but it definitely gives Cam Newton the inside track. And I got to say this about Patriots practice. Obviously, I'm not there, but I'm sure Hoyer looks fine, looks great in practice because he's been there before. He knows that system. He's probably doing all the right things, finding all the right receivers. You know, it's Brian Hoyer. He can do that. Um, He's capable of that. But Cam Newton has that X factor, that upside in that offense or in any offense, and they're trying to work it all out. It's got to be very interesting in New England right now. Oh, There's no question. And also because of cam and i'm sure you mentioned this you know there's so many different things that you can
3: do that i'm sure josh mcdaniels has wanted to do over the years because they study college programs as much as anybody so they've watched alabama turn an offense that was just kind of strictly pro style into one that features a ton of rpos and a lot of different rpos Hmm. uh and that was what Tua took advantage of well that's you know those are things that cam can do as well because that threat of the, the threat of the run so you stick it into the belly of a back man There's so much that can come out of that. So I'm sure Josh McDaniels had some stuff that he was sitting, you know, on his, on his, um, you know, up on his shelf that he's like, hey, I could do this with Cam Newton. I could do this. Um, This would be kind of fun to have them uh, run this offense. But, you know, that's the thing. Week one, do you have any idea? Even if they name Cam the starter. Yeah, you don't know. Are you totally convinced that, okay, well, they're going to do this. Yeah. And they may come out and run just all their, you know, Earhart Perkins stuff that they've been running for years. Mm-hmm. And oh. then you're sitting there, you know, having practiced hour after hour after hour. And, and, I'll, and I'll give you a – and we may have mentioned this last night, but I was I was reading some quotes, and Eli Drinkwitz has taken over as the head coach of Missouri. And they asked him, as media, want to do, want W-O-N-T, not W-A-N-T. And they said, who's the starting quarterback? When are you going to tell us who the starting quarterback is? And he's like – not telling you. And they were like, oh, okay. He goes, look, this is a competitive advantage for us. We've got to take advantage of. Yeah. In that you have to force, and they play Alabama week one. I've got to force Alabama to spend hour after hour after hour practicing things that we may not even run. But if we eat up their time during the week focused on one thing, and then we're going to come out and do something else. Because they've got two or three guys, at quarterback that, like, You know, not. I think one's a transfer. One guy's been there. Mm -hmm. Eli's new. Uh, You know, the whole thing. And he, he just came around and said it. He said what coaches. I was glad he said it because, you know, hopefully at that point, media will understand. Look, if a coach doesn't tell you, especially this year, if a coach doesn't tell you who the starting quarterback is, maybe it isn't just because he doesn't want to tell the media. Maybe it's because he doesn't want the other team. To, to listen to that or see yeah. that and go, oh, okay, Joe Smith's going to be the. Okay, they go back and they look at the Juco film on Joe Smith. They go look at the high school film on Joe Smith and they have an idea of what they're going to run with Joe Smith and as the know, quarterback. Yeah,
2: and they know your offense. I mean, they open, by the way, with the Dolphins. The last regular season game was Miami at New England in yep. Foxborough, and the next regular season game is Miami at New England. So we'll and see how that, that plays out. And at that note, Miami's got a little bit of. Uh, yeah, Fitzy's missing practice. Fitzy's missing
3: practice. Yeah. So does that mean Fitzy's going to find his way back or is it going to be Tua and if it's Tua so I mean the Patriots are going through it too the Patriots yeah. are like hey we got to look at all the film I guarantee you this offseason, once the Dolphins drafted Tua Belichick went to his staff and put a certain number of staff said I want to know everything that they ran in Alabama I want to know everything that they ran at Alabama with Tua and then they had somebody else going hey I want to know what what all they ran with the Dolphins last year uh, with this particular quarterback, or with Fitzy. I want, yeah. want to know all those things, and then they merge it together and come up with a game plan. But that's what that's what Brian Flores is kind of – I mean, it's unfortunate Fitzy's not there, but now Flores can say, well, I don't know who my starter's going to
2: be. And mm-hmm. now they got to prepare two different times and a lot more for those two quarterbacks. One time on the road with Miami, uh, the walkthrough on Friday, which, which college teams do in opposing stadiums, and maybe won't do this year, I don't know, but the walkthrough on Friday – Uh, The Canes offense started running the wishbone in great detail. Now, (laughs) they can do this because a bunch of kids who play in South Florida played in wishbone offenses at the time, and they were just running the wishbone, and I thought, that's awesome. oh, that is just devious. That's awesome. Are they making the opponent think about that? Because they always figure people are watching. My first Miami game was the um, kickoff classic at the Meadowlands with Miami and Ohio State. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was in the press box. I was in my radio booth checking out the view from up there, and before I knew it, a state trooper from Florida came up to the booth, Wanted to see who it was, because Butch Davis saw somebody up there with binoculars, and I was like, "Hey, I'm the new guy. I'm the new guy. It's okay." They're like, "Oh yeah, it's all right." Dude, that is fantastic. Oh yeah, fantastic. they they were. I mean, you know how football coaches are. It's crazy. Oh man. Well, you know the famous story of Jimmy Johnson, right? What's that? So Super Bowl the second the
3: second Bills Cowboys Super Bowl. Yeah. They do a live shot from the George Dome. And Jimmy has got it on, kind of got it on in the background, and he kind of stopped what he was doing. And in the background, you can see Jim Kelly working a shovel pass to Thurman Thomas. (laughs) No. Yes. No. He calls up uh, Butch Davis. uh, Was Butch there? I think, yeah, Yeah, Butch was a DC. And he calls up Butch, and he says, hey, had the Bills ever run shovel pass? Uh And so they, at that point, had studied every game that year, everything. Butch was, like, immediately, like, No. And He goes, hey, they're working on it. ESPN, you can see it. Turn it on right now. I turn it on. They see it. They go scrambling back together. They get the defensive coaches, and then they talk about it. You know, hey, here, you know, we get this look. This might be something they are look for. And it ended up being a big play because Thurman caught it and then got popped and fumbled. If oh, I remember gosh. correctly, and it turned into a big play for poor the Cowboys, Bills. and they got they got that right straight oh, off ESPN. Oh, poor Buffalo. That's and, you know? horrible. So, I mean, look when. When coaches get upset about, hey, I don't want you to film this, I don't want you to do that, there's a method behind the madness.
2: That's Exhibit A right there.
3: It's a method behind the madness, no doubt.
2: Landry's camp questions coming up. We'll find out what he has cooked up for today as the team starts practice here at the Houston Methodist Training Center. It's Texans Training Camp Live presented by Xfinity.
18: I'm Bill O'Brien, and you're listening to Texans Radio. For all the latest news and videos on our favorite team, check out HoustonTexans.com.
17: Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine.
11: That's a camera, isn't it?
10: There's never been a better time to switch
0: to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com
19: for details. My name is Athony Smith-Gray, owner of the Spot Lounge and Bar. Business was great, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I needed someone who knew what they were doing.
4: I'm Javon Sterling. She was at risk of being left behind, and I offered to assist.
19: Javon was absolutely fantastic. He understood the dynamics of a small business. Thank you, Amogene.
6: Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation NA, member FDIC, official business bank of
2: the Houston Texans. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com community.
0: This is Texans Radio.
10: Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and
6: spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com cisco.
7: It's Mattress Firm's Labor Day Sale Hurry in and save up to $500 When you get a king bed for the price of a queen Or a queen for a twin Plus get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more And save up to 50% on select mattresses from our top rated brands Like Sealy and more Shop in store, online, or by phone today Don't wait, only at Mattress Firm's Labor Day Sale Offer valid with qualifying purchase Restrictions apply valid at participating locations only Some products only available online For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale
16: Texans Chiefs is 20 days away. The countdown to the champions gets closer as every second ticks by. The taste of revenge is in the air. And we're providing the critical Texans news you need to know as this historic preseason leads up to Kansas City. Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610.
19: July's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award, presented by Apache, will be presented to Houston Fire Department firefighter and EMT Joshua Templeton. For the past seven years, Templeton has gone above and beyond to serve the Houston community. During Hurricane Harvey, he went door by door on a boat for three days straight, helping and rescuing those in need. And he has continued to dedicate his life to serving the Houston community and ensuring everyone's safety during this challenging time. The Houston Texans and Apache would congratulate him for being our July Star of Courage.
13: Calling all superheroes. At Depelchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. Depelchin's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at The Depelchin, De the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl. Cherry of the Texas. cherry of the Texas.
4: I'm Whitney Merciless. Don't get blindsided like some of the quarterbacks I face.
2: <laughs> For the latest news and exclusive interviews, download the Houston Texans mobile app and listen to Texans radio. No Texans training camp live presented by Xfinity. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. They're doing punt walkthrough. Okay. One of the, um, I'm just going to be you honest. One, do of the, everything. one of the you, less you entertaining aspects of football practice is punt walkthrough. But no, it's all necessary, and I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm just being funny. I'm so happy to be out here. Are you kidding me? This is awesome. We got a team practicing in front of us. We have football on the horizon. Look, even just talking about the Dolphins and the Patriots in Week One. Yeah, yeah. I was getting excited about that. You know. know, just being a fan watching football. I love this NBA stuff. Don't get me wrong. Okay, you love can, it, you but this make, is going to be awesome.
3: You can make COVID nineteen go away forever, but. You have to watch 24 hours straight punt walkthrough.
2: Oh, I'll do that. Johnny, I'll keep my eyes open like clockwork orange. I mean, I'll do it. I'll watch punt walkthrough for days in order to make COVID go away. I'll I'll make eight, (laughs) game eight of the year. And Mark will be like, all right,
3: this is punt safe. I've seen this
2: look before. I know exactly what this is. I know what this is. Okay, (laughs) let's get to Landry's camp questions. Landry, good morning. All right, guys. Best. Texan celebration, the J.J. Fingerwag or the Arian Foster bow? Ah, I'm taking C. Brandon Cooks, the archer. Oh,
3: that's going to be the
2: new one this year. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Owen Daniels and that what was that wheel turning thing he did? Oh, yeah. It I don't know what that was. Like, Turn it up.
3: I don't it know was, what that it was. It was a weird thing. You know, Are you I, not
2: putting slime season Sean Watson in there,
3: oh, Landry? Yeah,
18: That's my favorite Vandy call ever, by the way. <laughs> Slime season. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Look, I I researched it. <laughs> that and, and the uh, D Stiffins. Those are those are the two favorite <laughs> in the loop quotes. The D Stiffins and Slime season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay,
3: <laughs> I'm telling you, football is made I, for double. I didn't even tundra. think about the D Stiffins. <laughs>
2: I didn't even think about that one. You know, usually I've I mean, heard you guys play that, and I've wondered what the heck. It just hit me right now. The slime oh. <laughs> season. I just walked the typewrote. On that tightrope, on that one, but you know, he said it's all about being friends and whatever. So that's good. Um, I love Namaste. I'll go. With, I'll go, with Arian. Yeah, because it means you scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that'll be better. Watt is like you know a bat down. The mm-hmm. the finger wag is a bat down. And I like Andre Johnson's throw the ball to the official too. I'm old school. Yeah. All right, whatever. But no, I would say Arian. If you're gonna be, a, if you're giving me a choice between those two, it's Arian. Okay, there we go. Uh, so we're gonna go with Arian Foster. What's something that people aren't talking about? That they should be talking about because you guys are right there on the field. What is something that we're missing uh, when we talk about the Texans? Something people should be talking about more. That's a great That's, question. This is going to end
3: up on your segment, isn't it, Landy? I, I it think, think it is going to end up on your segment.
2: I think the tight end group. I know people have discussed it, but you know, it's it's hard to find something people aren't talking about. But the tight end group uh, and and the depth and who's going to be the guy? Is there other guy? Because Other guy, because remember last year two catches apart Aikens and Fells, and Fells had the big touchdown scoring year. Aikens had a nice season. Had that two touchdown game against the Chargers on the road, mm-hmm. but Akins looks unbelievable out yeah, here. But good. Thomas looks really good in his comeback bid, and you know Fells is Fells. You know Waring has to get out here more, and he was out here yesterday looking pretty good. So let's just see how that plays out. How about this, Johnny? The rookies. People aren't I, talking sh- about sh- the rookies. That was going to be well, my I, answer. I, I'm, I'm setting you Come up on, here because I, I know you. Yeah, I, I look. I know I'll you. I'll take now. a different
3: answer. I got. A, I got a different answer. Okay, I'll go with a different answer. I think nationally. I think nationally people are sleeping on these running backs. Really? I saw a national list. I came, I think it was maybe NFL.com. Mm-hmm. And they had this running back group at 25. I'm like, wait what? a second. The
2: 25? Are, are, are they assuming they get hurt, I guess? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I, mean, if, I, I didn't read it. It was just a
3: video. Don't just you have showing... to evaluate
2: things with health? Like, with health, yeah. this is where they rank. And, well, I, you, and you can't rank them 25th with health.
3: Yeah. So I think the running back. But I was going to say the rookies. Now, yeah. part of it is, I know from my perspective, You got to be in my inner circle for me to tell you about rookies because if I put that in in Harris hits, I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh yeah. So I don't do that. So you got to be in the inner circle, and and I got to be able to trust you. And so, my (laughs) dog, you are in my inner circle. So I will tell you this: Um, I think there's an opportunity for those guys. Um, Mm -hmm. Really, what I see physically, physically, those guys fit the bill. I mean, and of course, that was the first thing. You didn't really get a chance to see them at pro days. You didn't get a chance to see them uh, do. uh, You know, maybe a, a. uh, OTAs, a, pub, uh, or a private pro day, you know, private yeah. workout. You didn't get mm-hmm. to do any of that. Didn't get to see him during the offseason. So we didn't get a feel for that. But, man, seeing John Reed, John Grenard, and Ross Blacklock in particular physically, they're on point.
2: And their play that we've seen from them has been pretty darn good. Yep. Reed looks very interesting. Let's just say that. All right, Landry. Very interesting. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm intrigued by that. Very, very intrigued mm-hmm. by that. Best place to eat on the road. Best place to eat on the road. Oh, now you got us going. Ooh, I mean, we could, we could go all day on this. I mean, look, the AFC South Cities, we go there more than anywhere right. else. Wait, hold so, on, hold on. Marilyn Logan, road. turn your radio off right now. <laughs> no. Turn your radio no, off listen, right <laughs> we do, We don't go big. We go big like twice no, we, a year maybe. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, Prime 47 in Indianapolis yeah, is is our one. favorite spot. That's because And they put our logo on the menu, you know. They print up the special menu. Just like well, you put our names on it. Oh yeah, I think I still have the menu from that. I put the names on. I was like, Oh, that was that was sweet. Goodness. That's a great place. But Johnny, I enjoy Strip Mall Ribs in Jacksonville did. just ribs. as much as I enjoy Prime Forty Seven. Strip Mall Ribs is uh, is an awesome place. And uh, in Nashville, the oh, yeah, Southern the Southern, that's mine. It's an excellent place. I mean, those those places are great. But Kansas City, it's going to be Jack Stack. Yep. Okay, barbecue. Yep. I mean,
3: Jack Stack Burn In's, Y'all enjoy. I'll be hopefully in a hotel.
2: Nashville Mm -hmm. has changed, though, over the time I've been involved with the Texans, obviously, you know, since 2002. It used to be it it was always busy downtown on Broadway, but it was kind of it had a down to earth feel. Now it's like crazy Vegas on Broadway downtown. But I love walking that street and all the bands. And it's it's kind of like Sixth Street in Austin, but it's Nashville, you know, so there's some authenticity to it. However. In the inauthentic department, there's too much classic rock down there for me. I'm thinking, this is Nashville. Can you countrify this place a little bit more? What are you guys doing playing Zeppelin on Broadway in Nashville? Landry, you'll like this. When we go on, on Saturday,
3: typically... We just find a sports bar wherever okay. we go. Because we watch games. We got to watch games. All right, we got to break we it right we there. We see games. Landry, so that's what th- we do.
2: Thanks for those questions. And uh, yeah, we always have fun on the road, but uh, we'll see how it goes this year. It's going to be a very different kind of year. Offense getting to work, getting the timing down. And we'll have much more to share later on at 6 o'clock. John McClain joins the afternoon show today. And in the loop is going to have Sean Pendergast weighing in. That's going to do it for this morning's program. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Ben, for producing. Have a great day and go, Texans.
0: What are the players saying about today's training camp practice? I can't wait to hit people, and I can't wait to show our fans what we're working on. Bring it back, bring it back. Check out HoustonTexans.com for all the latest coverage from camp.
1: Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachada Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality, Cachada style, at Cachada Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet.
14: Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? (laughs) It's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, Houston.
7: Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea.
10: Modern Modernization Today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your
6: Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash cisco
13: Calling all superheroes. At The Pelton Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelton's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelton.org. The Pelton, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl.
8: Okay, so
7: maybe we're new to home improvement.
2: But we're determined.
7: So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa, at Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors.
6: And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices.
7: Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable.
6: Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor
9: in person or online at FloorAndDecor.com. Transocean loves Houston, and Houston loves football. From Friday night lights to Texans game day, everybody rallies around football. But behind the scenes of every game is another great Houston institution, oil. It takes a company like Transocean to unlock this valuable resource from the deepest depths and farthest reaches around the globe. As the leading offshore driller, they've tackled every challenge head-on and have the stats to back it up. Transocean is service-focused, data-driven, and performance-oriented. Check them out at deepwater.com.
15: To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that, and each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids, and as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style.
9: stay connected with the houston texans and join the stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories each month stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences tickets autographed team memorabilia and more visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up make sure you follow the texans on facebook twitter instagram and snapchat and take the texans with you wherever you go with the texans app and never miss an update